most people don't make sound decisions on knowledge. It's mostly based on emotion. And I think having an advisor to bounce those ideas, hey, am I crazy for thinking this? Am I crazy for doing this? And just talking through it is usually where we talk more reason into individuals uh, for making a huge mistake. Welcome to the Perfect Game Retirement Podcast with former professional baseball player and now financial coach at Black Oak Asset Management, Ryan Ledman. This show will help you make the right financial decisions so you can pitch a perfect game in retirement. Here's the wind-up and the delivery. Well, there's a lot of financial strategies that are just basically common sense, very straightforward, ones that we'll all agree with and agree on. But for some reason, we just struggle to execute these things. So today on this episode of Perfect Game Retirement, we're going to talk about how we learn through uncommon sense, our behaviors don't always line up with what we hoped they would, but that's part of the process and that's part of why Ryan or whoever your financial advisor comes in and the role they play in your retirement. So today we will focus on that. We also have a couple of mailbag questions we'll get to, which you can always send in to us via the website, blackoakam.com. Let me welcome in now Ryan Ledney is the president and financial coach at Black Oak Asset Management and as always the star of this podcast, Ryan, right? How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well, doing well. It's uh, again still in the hot days of uh, hot hot days of summer, but uh, just getting used to the to the new schedule. What I do love is that uh, we've been on uh, one vacation, got another one coming up. But just seeing people out, um, it's great to see people out, getting out, going on vacation. So I do suspect that this summer will be, if you would say, slower for us, which is a good thing. I'm glad because people yeah. are getting out and, and doing stuff. So it's awesome to see airports packed. It's awesome to see beaches packed. Just good to see some things you just never thought you'd be um, appreciative of, and you are now. <laughs> well, how, speaking of that, how is the traffic in Atlanta? Is it back to normal? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it's pretty close. And it's, you know, obviously like anywhere during the, during the summer, it slows a little bit, but where again, us being located just a little bit north of Atlanta, I try not to to, to venture into the downtown area very much. But yeah, it's it's definitely uh, picked back up, no doubt. Well, Ryan does serve the Atlanta area. He's got offices in Alpharetta and Cartersville. So if you want to connect with him, the best way to do it is through the website, blackoakam.com. You can schedule your retirement coach 360 session online. And if you have any questions about what we talk about today on the podcast, it's always best to reach out to a professional like Ryan and just get more details on it. And he's happy to help you with that. So today's topic, learning through uncommon sense. You know, at first glance, each one of these statements we're going to go through today, they do seem like basic common sense and everyone will usually agree with it. But when we look at the way people actually behave with their money, it seems like common sense is actually a bit uncommon. So I'm going to run through each one of these statements. And I want you to explain, Ryan, why we struggle with each one of these, what what we were doing wrong here. So first one, buy low and sell high. I mean, I I don't know who in their right mind would ever disagree with that strategy for investing, but Mm -hmm. why do we have a problem executing this? Yeah, fear, uh, emotion uh, is, is the main driving forces there. It's always, oh, this time is different. This time is different. I don't know how much I heard that last year during COVID, which I understand the sentiment. It was, it was different. Um, I, I don't know if it's, we haven't been, it's always something. It's always going to be something whether, and it's so funny, like we've had, you know, such a stock market increase uh, since April of last year. 
that people just can't enjoy sometimes that what the returns have done because it's always like a doomsday. It's always, okay, now it's going to come crashing down. It's always going to do it. So it's always the negative. It's just like media. It's always the negative that leads. It's, it's what captures our attention. Uh, so unfortunately, uh, the buy low, sell high is, is not very common. Uh, it's, it's unfortunate, but that is where I tell people that is where as an advisory group, that's where we earn our keep and earn our pay as advisors is to keep people calm, educate, look for opportunities when, when there is a downturn in the market, but keep people Stay in the course, if you will. It is. It's a long term. And I'm probably going to say some cliche things just like some of these topics are going to be cliche. But it's just, <laughs> it's it's so unfortunate that it can't just be easier. Buy low, sell high. Um, we, would, we would do that in any other aspect of our lives. I mean, when we go buy clothes, when we go buy shoes, I mean, what do we normally do? We look for a deal. Um, sure, we want still name brand stuff and good quality stuff, but why not look for a deal? Oh, sweet. That's on sale. I'll go buy that. You don't think twice about it. If there's a pair of shoes that you want and they're 30% off, boom, you click that button or purchase those pair. And the, it, But it's so different when it comes to money and investments because it's something we can't, it's not tangible. It's not something we can control. It's all these conspiracy theorists, of course, with all the GameStop and all that stuff, manipulation of the market, if you will. Um, so there's a little bit of added fear when it comes to, when it comes to that. So, and I know we're going to get into another topic about, you know, eggs in one basket, which we'll get into, but buying low and selling high, uh, that's essentially what you should do. And especially as you decumulate your assets, as you start take, uh, taking income off of your portfolio is sell those things that have done really well and create that as your income, let those investments that may not have been doing very well, let them recover and recoup and then, um, and then just kind of switch where the income is coming from. So it's all emotion based. It's, it's fear, it's emotion. And when, when most people don't make sound decisions on knowledge, it's mostly based on emotion. And I think having an advisor to bounce those ideas. Hey, am I crazy for thinking this? Am I crazy for doing this? And just talking through it is usually where we talk more reason into individuals uh, for making a huge mistake. So that's the first bit of common sense. Our next one is tax related. So I think it's pretty common sense that, you know, we don't want to pay more taxes than we have to. I know I know a lot of people feel strongly, and I know you, Ryan, probably feel strongly about the federal government and how efficient they are and how virtuous they are with our tax money, right? But <laughs> there's still no reason to pay more than you actually have to. Why do we end up doing that, though? Yeah, it's because, I mean, the tax code, I can't remember how many tens of thousands of pages it is, and we continue to add to it and amend it and change it and uh, so it's it's definitely not simple to understand, but most of the time, people don't prepare for taxes, whether it's today but down the road. So it's mostly tax preparation. You know, giving all your tax documents, your you know your W twos and your ten ninety nines and all those different forms, and you just hand them to your CPA and. They tell you, okay, here's how much you owe or here's how much you get back. And that's the extent of it. 
Uh, so there's no there's no forward thinking with a lot of people when it comes to um, to taxes and tax planning. Tax planning, especially with a CPA, that's what you want to look for. You don't want to look for just a tax preparer. You want to look for a tax planner. Now that may cost you more, which is okay because it's going to probably save you more in the long run. So yeah, pay your share of taxes. We don't want to be you know tax evaders or anything like that because uh, that can get you in trouble. But most people do not focus on that. They're, and, and I've come in, come in contact with a lot of CPAs that will tell people not to do certain things because it increases their tax bill this year. Well, yeah, I get that. I'm thinking 10 years down the road. I'm thinking 15, 20 years down the road. So that's where, again, working with a good CPA that has that big picture mindset, not just, oh, we got to do this to save taxes this year and save taxes this year. Okay, great. But what tax bracket are we in? Are we going to be in that tax bracket forever? If we're in a low tax bracket, does it really make that much a difference on the the savings that we're doing by putting money into a pre-tax 401k or a deductible uh, IRA? So a lot of times, big picture, it doesn't make sense. And that's the the retirement toolkit that that we have on our website that anybody can, can click on and order. It talks about those things. It talks about what it's going to be down the road based off of what you have, what it could be taxed at down the road. So I think more people are in the now and the today, which is not a shock. (laughs) People have are more focused on today and short-term memory as opposed to what's going on 5, 10, 20, 30 years down the road. Yeah, there's there's no question about that. Um, Speaking of expenses here, so... You know, I think the common sense approach to our, our life, and you kind of touched on this on our first point, is you know we want to keep costs low, right? When we see something on sale, boom, it's, it's almost a no-brainer. Hey, I'll buy that now. It's, it's, it's uh, less expensive. But when we're investing, I don't think we always think about our costs and, and how to keep them low. And we know that if we don't spend as much in costs, we're going to be able to maybe get a better return with our investments and our money's going to grow faster. But we still end up in these different investment vehicles with high fees. Why is that? Yeah, it's because uh, I, I, my speculation is they're not disclosed enough uh, okay. to to individuals, and, and sometimes if we, you know, we talk to a lot of people that have uh, current advisors, if you will, or annuity sales uh, individuals. That's and so I'll ask them, how are you paying this person? Um, and, and a lot of times people don't know; they they don't know how they are paying them. Oh, I don't pay. I've, I've gotten this several times. Oh, I, I don't pay them anything. Yes, you do. They are not a uh, nonprofit organization not working for free. That's not not happening. So what what are you paying? If you do work for an advisor, what are you paying them? What's your uh, cost for the investments that you do have? Whether that's individual stocks, um, uh, ETFs, mutual funds, bond funds, what are you paying? Uh, there's There's usually ways where just by changing the structure of people's investments can save people a lot of money internally that they don't really realize that they're paying. Then annuities is a whole different arena, especially variable annuities can have very high cost. Doesn't mean high cost is a bad thing because uh, they could be trying to accomplish certain things. But a lot of times when we peel back the layers, if we have, someone does have a variable annuity and they come in and we look at it and I say, okay, do you know you're paying this? Or you have this rider on there. Why do you have this rider? Oh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know why I have that. Well, this is costing you one and a half percent. The the funds inside of it are costing you anywhere from 0.5 to two percent. So when you start peeling back the layers, some of those variable annuity costs can be three and a half to five and a half percent before you blink an eye. 
but then, you know, they'll say, well, I get a guaranteed 6% roll up every single year or 7% roll up. Well, that's pretty easy for the annuity company to guarantee that if they're charging you three and a half to five and a half percent, they have to barely make any return to guarantee that roll up. So it's just education. And that is essentially why I got into this business is just educating people on what they have, what they don't have, what's the pro, what's the con. There's always going to be an upside. There's always going to be a downside and there's always going to be a cost. What, what are those things? And that's how you make the best decisions. So if you can accomplish something with a portfolio, that's one way and reconstruct it where it's exactly the same and you save 25, 30, sometimes higher than 50% of just internal costs, that's a no-brainer. And again, that's how a lot of times we can justify some of our costs is just restructuring what people have. Boom, that just saved you. That just saved you money right there. So be, just being aware, there's a lot of hidden costs and just what are they? Right. Being aware. And, and that's what an advisor can help you just point those things out because they can be very difficult to find. Um, the la- another one we got here is diversification. We we know that that's a very uh, very popular word in the financial world, and we know that we don't want to put all of our eggs in one basket. We understand that importance, but we don't always do a very good job of having a truly diversified retirement plan. Yeah, it, it, that's another cliche one. Like, duh, I, I realize I'm not supposed to have <laughs> you know just one investment or one one asset class, and but then some people have an affinity with something that they. Uh, an investment that they own, maybe it was a, you know, family heirloom, or their uh, it was a, a company that their grandfather worked for, and it's just this stock that just continues to be passed down. So I do I, I get that there is some sentiment sometimes to investments, but if it's putting you in harm's way of maybe losing everything, then that's not a good idea. So spreading things around is is a no brainer. Different asset classes. Now, if you want to use a bunch of different stocks to check that box for diversification, that's fine. There's still, it's still going to be more risky. And and that's not an opinion. That's a measurement tool. Like you can enter some of people's individual stocks into our planning software and it'll show you what risk that they're taking on and what the kind of, I call them guardrails, what, what the guardrails from the downside to the upside look like. Now I get it. Some can explode and have a rate of return that's even better than that. But a lot of times in retirement, if you don't have to take on a, a huge amount of risk, why, why do that? Like, what are you chasing? Uh, you shouldn't have to shouldn't have to do that, especially in retirement. Now, again, if you're working and you want to put some money, of course, everybody. <laughs> I'm at the ballpark, and people want to know, oh, what about Bitcoin? What about Bitcoin? Or what about crypto? Like, oh my gosh, I wish I had a dollar for every time I, I got that question. <laughs> I'm like, hey, that's you want to do it? That's on your own. It, it, I'm not, I don't think crypto is going anywhere, but. Who's going to be the one standing? Uh, there's there right. there could be a few, but who who knows? Um, Google was one of many search engines decades ago, and look who's standing. It's them. Uh, there's very few search engines out there, or at least there are some, but most people don't use them. They use one. So I'm not willing to take on that kind of risk, especially with people's lifetime of savings. So putting your eggs in one basket is way too dangerous, and if that's not a good fit for us if people want to have a majority of their net worth in one individual stock. Hey, maybe it's paid off for them, but for, as an advisor, as a fiduciary, I'm not willing to take on that risk. Yeah. All right. One more I want to get to before we finish out this part of the conversation today on the podcast, and that's market timing. We, we, we know, and it's been hammered home to us from this podcast, anybody you listen to, 
Market timing is virtually impossible, right? Shaking your head probably right now. Do you agree? But our behavior does not always line up with that at all, does it, Ryan? Uh, yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, it's market timing is. There may be other advisors out there who would disagree, but it, it's the the market is based off of news and news headlines, and news headlines are unpredictable. So if the market is a lot based off of whether it's um, you know headlines of an individual company or headlines about GDP, inflation, unemployment. Headlines are unpredictable, and as the market reacts immediately to those to those news headlines, we don't know when those things are going to happen. We didn't know COVID was going to happen. I mean, these things pop up all the time, and it could send the market into a spiral, uh, down or up, uh, depending on what that is. So market timing, yes, virtually impossible. Uh, that's where, but again, when you have these stories like GameStop and AMC, I have clients asking about it. And I usually ask a question right back. Well, would you feel comfortable doing that? And most of them are like, no. The clients that we work with are going to say no. Uh, there, there's a few out there that, that may put a little in there just to see what it's like and to do, okay, fine. But that's not going to be stuff that I'm responsible for. So market timing is, is essentially impossible because it's emotion-based. Um, you know, I, I know of a few people that made a lot of money with this whole GameStop stuff. And I know a lot of people have lost a ton of money because they got in and out at the wrong time. So I just don't think it's worth it. Um, that's what you got to look at is, okay, what's my potential upside? What's my potential downside? And most of the time it's not worth it, especially for what I do. Now, if people want to do this on their own and they're okay with potentially losing everything that they have that they put into this certain investment, fine. That's, that's okay, but I'm not going to be responsible for it. Yeah, just these these are all very common sense things. It just we we do struggle with them, and it's just you know we're human. We're all human. We all we all kind of fight these same battles. But it's important to just kind of be aware of these things and why we maybe go off course and off track. But it's also the reason why a financial advisor plays a big part in your retirement plan, and they can kind of help you do execute these things properly. Can kind of put the steps in place that you uh, can follow without having to uh, to maybe pay more in taxes or trying to market time or just reacting emotionally. In many cases, an advisor can help you with all those things. So if you do want to talk with Ryan more about this or about your plan, you'll find uh, an opportunity to schedule your retirement coach 360 session online right now by visiting blackoakam.com. We got a couple of mailbag questions today to get to. Again, you can always send those in via the website if you have anything on your mind. First one comes in from Michael. He is in Roswell. He says, I have several old 401ks from companies that I used to work for, and I'm getting tired of keeping up with all these statements. Can I just combine them all into one account? Or maybe the question is, should I combine them? To answer your first question, Michael, can you? Absolutely, yes. And should you? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> I, I would because, yes, it's a pain to keep up with. And it's amazing how many people we sit down with who have you know, a, a $5,000 account here, a $15,000 account there, and they may have one big one that they focus on, but they forget about those small ones. But just combining them and putting them all, all under one roof, whether that's whatever custodian you want to use out there, whether it's a Schwab or Fidelity or Vanguard, whoever, but get those consolidated uh, and put under one roof because if you are tired of dealing with the statements, imagine if something happens to you and someone is having to deal with it after you are gone. That's even more of a pain to have to deal with because you got to 
supply death certificates and wills and oh it's just a, it's just a mess and so it makes it easier for you but it also makes it for the people that you leave behind to put that money under one roof and, and combine them so i would absolutely do it plus your investment choices are unlimited in an ira you can pick whatever you want uh, now that may be not good for some people but if you have an advisor then they can help you out with that but definitely consolidating it could you move everything into your new 401k if you have one sure you can do that as well more times than not i advise people to put it in an ira but it just depends it really does depend on that most of the time you can put it in an ira and it's going to be the cost is just going to be cheaper than it is in a 401k but i talked to a gentleman the other day who's uh, still working and he's in his 70s and he has a current 401k because he's still working and he's got uh, a couple old IRAs and he's like, ah, I got to start taking RMDs this year. I'm like, no, you don't. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm past 72. I said, well, check with your custodian of your, uh, or excuse me, your record keeper or your 401k, but you should be able to roll those old IRAs into your 401k. And if it's with your current employer, you shouldn't have to take RMDs out of that. Anyway, so it's just little things like that, little nuances that like, oh, wow, I didn't think about that. So I said, obviously, check first because uh, that's not specific advice, but check uh, with the record keeper of your 401k plan to see if you can do that. And if it's in your current 401k, you don't have to take RMDs. Uh, so that's a way to save money as well. So, uh, Michael, great question, but would uh, can you? Yes. Combine them. Should you? Yes. All right. There you go, Michael. Uh, if you want to reach out to Ryan, please do so, blackoakam.com. But we appreciate the question there. Uh, one more from Frida. She is in Brookhaven. Says, I've heard some people advertising that they can teach you ways to avoid paying taxes in retirement. This sounds like a scam to me, so I haven't even looked into it. What's that all about? <laughs> Great question, because we do a lot of that as well. <laughs> so uh, can I, yeah, I know. Can, can I speak for everybody? No. Um, but we advertise that, like I said, the retirement rescue toolkit that we have speaks on that very thing. So it's a way to position your investments, whether it's now or down the road to more tax free, uh, investment vehicles, whether that's a Roth 401k or Roth conversions or Roth contributions, but also it spills over into your social security and it spills over into capital gains rates. So there's so many ways. So on the surface, it may look like it's a scam uh, because like, how do I avoid taxes? And, and so, yeah, there's a way. We don't want to evade taxes, but you can't avoid taxes by proper planning. Now, I'll post advertisements for our toolkit on Facebook and I'll get little comments on there like, oh, it, it's all municipal bonds. I'm like, mm, no. Um, that's not what I'm talking about. Could that be a way of doing some things, putting some of your uh, money into municipal bonds that are tax-free, uh, depending on where they're issued? Sure, you could do that, but that's not like that's that's not our game plan uh, to do everything into a municipal bond fund. That's not the case because that's not entirely tax-free because it counts towards provisional income for Social Security. So I like to debunk that from a lot of people pretty quick. So it's just a strategy to plan to do and move your money around based off the tax code, but how to position yourself where you're not paying uh, a ton of taxes. And if you, if you do enough planning, there is a way to not pay the federal government any taxes. Tax planning is a, is a very important part of uh, the comprehensive plan, Frida. So you definitely want to reach out to someone like Ryan that can actually help you with that because it's definitely not a scam. Um, 
for the most part. Uh, there might be some people out there that might be, but it is a very valid approach to planning for your retirement. All right. On that note, we will close out the show. Thanks for listening to Perfect Game Retirement. You can find us online, blackoakam.com. You can also schedule a Retirement Coach 360 session online. Check out Ryan's workshops, webinars, seminars, all that's listed there online. And Ryan, as we close out the show, I want to finish it out on a quote and get your thoughts as we close the books on this episode. This came in from an unknown source. So here it is. Retirement is wonderful if you have two essentials, much to live on and much to live for. Yeah, I love this quote because most of the time people focus on that first essential, much to live on. It's all about the nest egg and the dollar amount. And it's got to be much to live for uh, because I've seen people retire and be miserable and then die not too long after they stop working because maybe they don't have a purpose uh, afterwards. So much to live for. Uh, I love that quote. It's a great quote because we spend so much time focusing on the numbers, but there's got to be an emotional side of it as well. And if you don't have that emotional side, if you don't have that purpose uh, afterwards, then retirement is going to be difficult for a lot of people and some people don't do well with it. But if you have that big picture, if you have that purpose and you have the means to go along with it, that creates a successful retirement. Absolutely. We'll leave you with that to think about until our next episode. Please hit subscribe, follow us on whatever podcasting app you listen on. We're back again soon with a new episode. Thanks, Ryan. Absolutely. The Perfect Game Retirement Podcast is brought to you by Black Oak Asset Management, serving the greater Atlanta area with offices in Alpharetta, Cartersville, and Macon. The show is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode. Just search for Perfect Game Retirement to find us. You can also visit blackoakam.com to listen to past episodes, to contact Ryan Ledden, and to learn more about how to pitch a perfect game in retirement. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Please consult with a qualified professional before taking any action. Securities and registered investment advisory services offered through Silver Oak Securities, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Black Oak Asset Management and Silver Oak Securities, Inc. are not affiliated.